All right, we are back at our favorite place, O'Neill's, right off South Street on 3rd, between South and Bainbridge, the friendliest little Irish pub in the South Street area. We actually had Dan Baker here this week, which was kind of interesting. After the opening day? Yeah, I'm sitting, that's Mike. I'm sitting with Mike Angelina, and uh, Mr. Johnny Goodtimes is back. What's happening? Hey, he made, gentlemen. He made an, appre- an appearance... Last year? Yep, on the weirdest one ever. Yeah, the chick now was I'm, singing. I'm, I'm, this time I'm ready to actually talk sports. Last time we just had some woman singing Frozen uh, theme songs throughout the entire course of the night, and everything got weird. I think we were talking sports. You ended up showing up at like midnight, though. Oh, yeah, you guys were already three sheets to the wind, and there's some yeah. girl spinning in circles singing Frozen. I'm like, what did I just walk into? Yeah. So, so this is a subdued happy hour version. We're doing this during daylight, so uh, Mr. Good Times has... A whole list of requirements, and there's no shots today. Or red M and M's. Yeah, no red M and M's. So we're at least we're drinking beers. So let's cheers. Yeah. Before yeah. we start fighting over certain topics. Yeah. Now I'm. I'm. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta go back to the family. I'm not. Uh, I'm not slamming shots at four th- at five thirty p.m. I gotta go see Sir Rod, who we played him on here a few episodes, like maybe one of the first two or three episodes here, and uh, he's just an epic cover band tribute version of. You actually think you're seeing but, Rod Stewart. You but, but, believe it. But let's be honest. Mike's got the most exciting night yeah. planned tonight. And this guy has I'm got... I'm going to see the first Sixers winning streak of the season. They, they won <laughs> Tuesday. They have yet to win back-to-back games all year. It changes tonight. I mean, it just. I mean, it, the atmosphere is just going to be electric tonight down there at the Wells Fargo. You know, I was actually wondering if any of the, um, the pro-hinky people will have anything organized. Right. <laughs> like a little protest, some signs. There's got to be some signs down you know, there. Chan- like, they've had chance before. Right, well... The, I, I haven't seen because you know, like uh, Spike and those guys do like the rights to Ricky Sanchez, right. and I haven't seen anything like on their Twitter or anything that says like we're protesting tonight. Um, so I, I'd be surprised. I mean, I don't. Know, maybe there's another group. I don't know another group yeah. that's as pro hinky as those guys. I'm not sure if there's any other fans. It could be these. like right. the um the back the Occupy movement. You could never see when they were happening because they had to go underground, like different like forums and Twitter accounts. So right, and, but the pro they don't want it to get st- they don't want this hinky protest to get stopped in advance. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, you don't, but you don't, at the same time, you don't want it to turn into just sheer hinky anarchy. Or do they wait until Sunday when Michael Carter-Williams and the Bucks are in town? Oh, wow. That ups the ante. I mean, now you're, gonna, now you're talking a good two to 3,000 fans in attendance. <laughs> I mean, things could get just wild down there. Weekend game, MCW in town. It could. It would be epic if there was just a, a massive hinky chant going on down there. Or a massive hinky riot down there. <laughs> Should I start it? <laughs> so Mike, Mike's been to every home game. Yeah, and he's a season ticket holder of every game, not a package. He doesn't fuck around with a package. No, I did the package last year, but yeah. I went all in this year. All in. I mean, I feel like I feel like we're we're hanging out like with you know like somebody that you know it's like one of those quirky little news stories. At the end of the news, where they where they interview the really like the guy who's been you know playing Scrabble nonstop for eighty seven straight hours, like I feel like that's what we got. What we have with Mike, this guy has been to every Sixers home game in one of the worst, worst. seasons. Not in the, just the six, but in pro the sports. history and pro sports. This guy has witnessed all of it. That's amazing. 
And, you know, he, he did the season, the partial plan last year. And last year, he was convinced. This year, I'm upgrading. Yeah. I got I to gotta, I gotta see every game of these guys. I want to be a part of this. <laughs> yeah. There's no way I'm missing one game of this team. More, Not a minute. It's you know, it's more fun than it sounds, I guess. It helps when you, you throw a little action on the over-under or something, you know. So you're you're upstairs. Yeah, I'm upstairs. 219A. So uh, we're behind so the So what's the crowd like upstairs? Very mellow. Um, every once in a while, you'll have like a group for like a birthday party or something like that in your section. Um you know, like, a lot little, of, little like Bowski Urban Achievers. Uh, <laughs> you know, they'll 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 just whoever can get in, like with whatever free tickets they're throwing out there. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it, we sit in our science seats just because why not for the start and then you know migrate down. But uh, it's, do, it's do, very loose. Do they hassle there. you if you migrate down? Absolutely not. See, the the ushers just stand there. I guess you know just because they want to get paid. Right. Like, oh, like, yeah, I, yeah, I've always wondered because I've moved down a couple times, but I always felt like I had to be like James Bond about it and was like yeah. ducking around corners and like jump going down fast and f- looking out for my seat. <laughs> Do they, they don't really hassle you at this point. No, see, I guess um, if I would put myself in their shoes, you know, granted they have to do their job, but if I went after somebody for moving down five rows in an empty section, I would kind of feel like a dick. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> now I got an argument with an usher last year at the end of the Philly season. I have a partial plan. The section was wide open, and they were. Checking people's tickets who were trying ah, to move down on. and fill in the lower level seats. Yeah, come on. There's just no need for that. No. No, not when you're the Phillies. So, uh, all right, so Hinky has resigned in okay. epic. In the most Hinky way possible. Ted well, Kaczynski fashion. All right. Well, uh, so, so shit's about to get real here. Are we about to get serious? Are we uh, sure. is, are yeah. the gloves off here? I mean, this was an absolutely, like, as embarrassing as the season has been, this took it to the nth degree. This took it to a whole other level on just a, for a number of reasons. And the first of which is the guy has allowed himself to be the face of this just embarrassment long enough that he deserves the potential payoff. All right, so if, yeah. if this thing doesn't turn around next year, all right, it was, it was a failed experiment. But the whole deal was that this was going to be a three, three, four-year plan. This wasn't like I this, think it was a ten-year program, right? This wasn't. This wasn't. Oh, hey, come in here and and do something magic to turn this thing around. This this isn't the NFL where there's parity across the board and a team can just kind of hit a hot streak and make the wild card and make a run. That's not how the NBA operates. There's only five or six teams. There's there's honestly there's two teams that could potentially win the NBA title this year. Oh yeah, right. you know. So so it's not a thing where you're going to have. You know, you can get in as like a you know a six seed and then make a magical run. That that's like that's like beating Connecticut in the Sweet Sixteen of women's basketball. It just doesn't happen. So so for you to give up on this so that you can now be mediocre, because that's that's the goal now. The goal now isn't to get so low because you want to have so many assets that you can build to the top. The goal is now because you're embarrassed. Uh, is okay. Let's just get to forty-five wins, and let's just let's just not be embarrassed anymore. But why do you th- why do you think that's why do you think that's the the mission now because to get the forty-five wins? Because 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 that's who you hired. You hired the Colangelos. That's what they do. They that's turn they, they, t- they turn teams into well, fifty-win teams. Well, and, and for Brian's thirty-five-win teams. But yeah, right. Yeah. So so you're. you're I don't know. If the plans change. They're still going to get the top three pick. Yeah, but still got now, their four draft picks. Right, right, right. But and now, next but now, year, but, and, and, next year and, they and, have and free next year you're going to max out Harrison Barnes or no, some or some oh clown. God, you're going to max out some clown to show 
David Silver. Oh, David, hey. Hey, David. No, we're doing what you wanted us to. You, 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 what the Sixers did was expose the real problems with the NBA. It, it wasn't that the Sixers were, to me, the Sixers weren't the embarrassing thing about this. The NBA should have been the embarrassing thing about this, but so many people are carrying the NBA's water that they allowed it to become the Sixers being the joke instead of the NBA being the joke. The joke should be that the Sixers were playing the system right. Like, it, yes, shouldn't, it, should be. it shouldn't be the system, but it is the system, and they played it right. So the embarrassment should be the NBA that set up a league that this is how you this is how you build a good team. There should be in baseball and football. There's other ways. There's numerous ways to build a good team. Well, how, they, the, how did the Warriors get good? Well, they well they, they, they didn't tank and get they, the number one overall pick. They were bad. they tried to tank one year. Yeah, but they didn't need the overall well, number they, one pick. Well, they got they, yeah. Well, they got Steph Curry with the seven pick. Right, right. So he, I mean, Hinky's plan just seemed to be like we're just going to keep tanking until. We get the number one overall pick, and that's going to save the organization. We're going to get the stud. We're going to get the Wiggins. It maximizes your odds, though. Right. It it was build. Right. It it was. If you look at the the guys who have the best careers, it pretty typically follows. It's the top three, four guys in the draft. I mean, that's every you're you're doing. You're essentially doing a mathematical. I agree with you there, but he's gotten the top three or four guys in the last two drafts, three drafts, three drafts. Right. So and there's still nine two, team. two drafts. No, two drafts. Because the, 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 got, the yeah, third yeah, yeah. draft was Nerland Sowell right, right, and MCW. Right. Yeah. So, so okay. he's gotten it twice. Right. So he's gotten he's it. Still twice. a nine win team. Well, ten wins. Well, but, all right. right. But, well, the one of them didn't even <laughs> don't shortchange him, Greg. Yeah, my bad. My one bad. of them hasn't even played, and the other one had his season cut short. And I'm not going to tell you they, they would have won. Right, but that happens to everybody. Wins. Like that, that, that happens to. Uh, I mean, the Embiid thing. The Embiid thing cost him his job. Let's face it. I mean, probably it, did. I actually don't think. Yeah, absolutely. The Embiid pick, everyone's going to make that Embiid pick. But it wouldn't be as embarrassing, though. Like, whoa, this, whoa, this situation. whoa. Dude, next time. <laughs> what, Johnny Goodtimes just yeah. took his sweatshirt off. Yeah, I, and, like, I need my sunglasses. I have my sunglasses. I needed them on when I saw that flash of oh, yeah. pale flesh. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in midseason form, baby. I'm, I'm in uh, early April, uh, April, uh, early April 10 mode. It's cozy in here. I mean, they got the heat pumping, it's a nice it chilly day. Uh, it is, yeah, no, it is nice and cozy. Now, uh, now getting back to the draft picks, and again, I think that Embiid, um, I think that Embiid never playing a game was devastating. Had he missed one season, it was in, it was the only pick that you could make only at one. that time. Absolutely, it was the only one you could make at that with that pick. So. So you, you really disagree, had no Mike? No, no, I'm saying oh. I'll take him over yeah. Dante Exum. Oh yeah, <laughs> right, for sure. right, yeah. And you know, and Exum missed a season, so it's yeah. not like you know. So, but the problem was that then he missed a second season, and it starts to look like, it, it, and so you're you're doomed to be really bad. And then the next year, you had no choice but to take Ja. Now you're stuck with this glut of big men, and you have no, and, and and there's there's not it's not like there there weren't mistakes made. There were mistakes made to enter a season without a point guard is inexcusable, right. and, and and that's what they did. They they failed in evaluating Kendall Marshall is what that was, I think. Uh, but when you say uh, they had no choice but to take Okafor, quite literally, like ownership told Hinky, you're uh, uh, you can only take uh, three people: Carl Anthony Towns, Demar, uh, not Dem- D'Angelo Russell, or for could Hinky have taken uh, Perzingis, or would he have taken him? Maybe. Uh, well, how much, Mike? How much do you think that the issues that apparently Hinky had with Porzingis's agent 
prevented that draft pick from getting made? Like, was, from, that, from was owner- that, is that is that a real thing? Is that is that like a thing where a player or an agent really says like you're not going to pick my guy or there's, we're going to have a revolt? I think for this particular situation, it is because when we talked about the embarrassment. Hey, Mike, uh, what are you drinking, Mike? Uh, uh, Angie, our fine hostess, would like to refill you. <laughs> Thank you, Angie. Uh, yeah, so when you. I think because of the. It got to the point where there was so much embarrassing, you know, nature and just the scene down there at, at uh, with Val Kimwood and Wells Fargo Center that ownership, they, they felt the pressure of. Of, so, uh, uh, the man yeah, who owns O'Neill Spoonies, gracious enough to let us come here, stop by and say, <laughs> "We'll get to those guys." Yeah, <laughs> one loser at a time. Uh, thank you, Andy. So, yeah, I think because of the unique nature of the Sixers situation, a lot of outsiders not quite understanding it, thinking that Hinky was just trying to run a Ponzi scheme, which I think is why would why would anyone be motivated to do that? You know, in the fashion he did it. Uh, they, to, the thing with the. Uh, what Hinky exposes, I remember someone told me a while ago, they don't watch the NBA because the NBA is the only sport of the four where to perform at the highest level, you have to be a kind of a mutant of a human where it's be like, you know, so uniquely athletically gifted height, you know, touch, whatever and all that. Right. More so than other sports. And the way the draft works, that's kind of the case. That's why there's not that much diversity among uh, um, talent, you know, from one to uh, 30 or one to 60 if you go to the entire draft. Uh, there, yeah, there's, there's Draymond Greens and uh, Kawhi Leonard's that don't go in the lottery picks, but it's it's rare. And and the, and the Warriors and the Spurs are always the smart teams who get them. So yeah, well, the, the Warriors. Yeah. I think that, that's just an example of a perfect storm. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, they, they were in. Yeah, they they made some terrific picks, and they um, made you know they they made some. I mean, okay. Here's a great trivia. All star cast here. We got Ilio, the guy who owns an Italian restaurant, just walked by with his apron, saying, "I don't know what he said to us." I'll tell you what, though. Um, Larry Anderson, and, Larry Anderson, and Sarge are big fans of his restaurant. They frequent it often. Oh, really? Which La, place? Uh, Osterio del oh, Ilio. Next door. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, yeah. Ilio. I was there a few years ago. It's terrific. Yeah. Um, All right. So, what's your trivia? Okay. So, who uh, who was picked? The pick before Steph Curry went to the Warriors. Is that uh, Syracuse's finest, Johnny Flynn? That is correct. Mm. I mean, that guy should go down. I mean, wor- worse pick. That's a worse pick than Sam Bowie. Well, like, at least Sam Bowie got injured. Like, the reason Sam Bowie was a great player. Did you guys see Johnny Flynn play? At Syracuse, he was great. He and uh, Devendorf, that was a great backcourt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Come on, man. But you know why also it was the worst pick? I mean, I mean, I'm sure that like the B League team in Italy's playing for is happy to have him. Don't get me wrong, right? But what, but to take him ahead of Steph Curry, and not just that. They had, I mean, you they had, they, no one thought he was going to be this when you watched him in college. No, but the Timberwolves had just drafted a few picks earlier, Ricky Rubio. So that was their right. second point guard off the board. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, so, Rubio's so, a nice player, but. Can we talk? Can we touch on the <laughs> Porzingis, the agent? Because I, I think we all know. I think that's the popular theory. Is that's what ruined Hinky? I mean, Hinky did enough of the basketball, I guess, the number stuff, but he had no socialization skills. Right. Agents don't want to deal with them, and it's just a league where you have to you have to build relationships. I.e. Colangelo, who's got great relationships apparently, because right. yeah. And there's a, there's an element too of you have to play a game with these guys a little bit. Uh, I think just the nature that from hearing you know different people talk about it, the nature of the NBA I think is if you like the agents are so 
just because it's less players, maybe the agents have, you know, they're more uh, scarce. Mm-hmm. So they'll go to an owner or, owner or GM and say, hey, can you do me a favor and sign right. sign my boy? Just take Car- him for Carlos, a year. Carlos Boozer yeah. needs help. You know, when uh, Durant's up next year, I'll, I'll point him your way. Right. I think he's like, I don't want Carlos Boozer. I, right, and I, they're I, like, well, Hinky, you have like $30 million of free cap money. What's it going to hurt to pay this guy $5 million for like, this year? And Hinky, and it's, I don't know if he's, maybe he's not explaining it very well because he's not, you know, as you said, social. Maybe he's thinking in his head, like, I'd rather roll the dice and see what Jeremy Grant and uh, Rashawn Holmes become before I give Carlos Boozer his Right, you know, for, for, for nothing. Right. For nothing. And, and, and that's No the upside. It, it, right, and, and so there's, uh, you know, anytime you're trying to break into the old boys club, you are going to be spurned if you don't play by the old boys club rules. And that's why you bring in one of the old boys himself, Colangelo. Right. Because all of a sudden Josh Harris is scared that, oh, I'm not I'm not part of the club anymore. And the whole reason I own this team is because I want to be part of the club. And so once you're no longer part of the club, well, you, you know, these guys obviously, they, you know, they want to own a sports team because they want to be sports owners. They want to be like the hip guys that, you know, they're, they're a country club or whatever. And like – and. So for him to be kind of the laughing stock of the country club, Jerry reeks of country club. Yeah, uh, yeah, and like uh, he, he, right, he so. reeks a strip club to me. I don't think he's a country <laughs> club guy. He's a, he looks like he's at a risque yeah, that, chilling out. That guy, he uh, he he's never hesitant to pat himself on the back when you hear him talk. No, <laughs> no, no. He know he's no he knows what he's accomplished. And he's, he's never won an NBA ring. Right. It's crazy. Right. 45 years or whatever. Right. Yeah, you'd think he'd bump into one at some point just by, you know, being around. Right. I mean, my boy Harvey Pollock, just by being with the Sixers for <laughs> 70 years, won a few titles. Yeah. But, like. But uh, do you think that's a miscalculation of the Sixers when they hire Hinky coming into this to know that he's got, like, maybe he's, he serves, like, he's a good right hand man, but maybe he's not the lead dude. Because he can't network and build relationships. They, 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 made, a, they well, made a couple. Go ahead, Mike. Okay. Well, what I was the number one thing I thought after the dust kind of settled with this was, I was wondering, isn't one Colangelo enough? Like, because it, you know, it's, <laughs> well, it's, that's a whole other issue. Like, that's the worst thing. I, I mean, the younger guy, the son's not bad Brian. as a GM, Brian. Yeah, he, he's he, he does he's he's a decent draft. I, I would he's yeah. be terrible at free agents. I would right. rate him as subpar. I'd, rate, I'd, rate, I'd give him a C. I'd, I'd give him a C. Okay. Well, yeah. I would say average, so C, I guess. Maybe yeah. C+. Plus. But you, you cannot you, have you, the yeah, quality you, control, you, checks yeah. and measures of your dad watching over you and supervising you is just disastrous. Right, yeah, it's just weird. I don't know where that ever works out for the positive. Well, right. it, just, it, it creates a scenario where you, the only, like, a very, the most likely conclusion you can draw from this is Jerry took advantage of this to get his son back in the league as a job. And it happened in a flash. One hour? Yeah, he hired his son in like an hour. Yeah, now the whole thing the whole thing just stunk. And and that's part of that's part of my issue with it is that the way it went down just is indicative of, of an organization that is beyond clueless and is it's it's not a, who are they even appealing to at this point? It's like they're not appealing to their fans. They're not appealing to they're appealing to the old heads that were just upset with everything that was going on because they didn't understand the new NBA. I think right. I, I feel like they were almost appealing to like I'll take old heads a step further. I think like old head writers. Yeah. They were like, oh no, you got to go out and try to win it every night for the Gipper. It's like, no, that's that's not the way this works anymore. That's not the way the but, league works. You have to you have to turn you have to you have to get 
Like so many, you have to get you have to acquire assets. That's the bottom line. You have to acquire <laughs> assets. And, and he's talking hinky language, right? And that's and that's ultimately what you have to do because then you can. Okay. If, if there's too many in one spot, then you turn one around. But let's you, say you, they now they have assets, right? So to take the next step, so you're going to hire a guy who's been disastrous on the free agent market, <laughs> who's now supposed to be the guy in charge of All free right, agents. So I'm not saying that the Brian Colangelo hire is a good hire. I'm saying. That you've got your assets in place. You need to take the next step. Maybe Hinky was not the guy to take that next step. Well, you you read the Woj article. I mean, I mean, obviously. No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Oh, you have to read the. You have to read it. Like he's obviously pretty tapped in. And apparently, this thing is such a mess among ownership because half the owners owners wanted Hinky out, and half of them wanted him to stay. And they got it's just a huge argument. And then. Colangelo didn't want this job because he didn't want it, want it to look like, oh, I'm coming in under Daddy's wing again. But that was it. He he wanted the Nets job, which is a terrible job. I mean, I mean, the, the Sixers job no, is a. I, is I will a argue. Push no, I disagree. The, the Nets job is the best job you can get because Billy King has been the worst GM in the history of sports. So you can't you can't do any worse. You're only an improvement if you walk in there. The right, pressure you, and expectation. You have nothing. You, that's you're, fine. A te- you're a terrible team without a first round draft pick. Like, yeah, but you can't for, be years. Yeah, for years. For years. Exactly. So you got a good five years of stability with that job. Like you can't Wait, you can't you fuck to... it up anymore than Billy King did. So I would take that job before the Sixers job. Oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. And I mean that, that that's one of those things where you're you're basically saying, I'm fine with just being a loser. I mean that's that's just what that is. It's like, okay, no, I don't mind I don't mind winning fifteen games a year as long as you well, know, I mean, nobody can, nobody expects anything of me. That's like the ultimate yeah, loser yeah, idea. Like, it's the easiest cush job there is. Come on. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You just want to freaking you just want to chill on the couch yeah, and man. like, you know, with your with your hand. Do your, some drunken you, podcast, yeah. roll into yeah. the arena the next day. Yeah, you, you basically want to be Al Bundy GM. That's what you want to <laughs> yeah, be. Man. You want to sit on the couch with your hand in your pants and be like, oh no, it doesn't matter what we do. We have we can't. There's we no pressure, tra- man. We, we can't fuck this up any worse than the last guys. <laughs> right. We're good. Yeah, we have- the way the Hinky divorce went down, though, is a uh, reminder of how sports. It's not just about building the best team and winning. The, you know, with winning and all that. It, but it's it's a uh, it's a business. It's and PR too. Yeah, yeah well, the business PR. It's but the, 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 this was a it was a PR front that like you know for those you guys we just talk about not just the writers but I think there's certain fans out there with those same ideals and attitudes. That you gotta sell, you gotta at least like throw them a bone here and there. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll, if you just happen to show up to this random Wednesday night game, we'll give you a chance to win the game. Whereas, you know, the fans, the Hinky uh, supporters with the long, long term view, I don't care if you win Wednesday night, win, you know, right. in June a few years from now. Right, yeah, when in June 2019. Yeah, you're, you're not looking. <laughs> Hold on, that's assuming they get the overall number one pick sometime between now and 20. 20- 29. Because this plan just keeps going on with tanking until he gets the overall number one pick. No, I don't think it does. I, I think that I think that this was the last year conceivable of, of this being the worst. What if they get, I, I, what if they get the four pick? Then you have to move forward with what you have. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have Sarich coming over. Not if Hinky's here. It's Tank City again. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. I mean, he, he's not crazy. I mean, like he's he's, a, he, he's, he's kind of. <laughs> oh, 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 wait a second. He's a bit of a he's mad scientist. Crazy. He's a bit of a mad scientist. But he no. went. No, he went in and he explained when he came here what he was going to do, and that's what he did. So if he went another year and they. they he, he knew that if he went another year and won 10 games next year, he was going to be out before the season ended. Okay, like that's that's understood. All right, so he knew this thing had to turn because even though he's an analytics guy, I'm he's obviously a very smart guy too, and he has to know that at some point the thing has to move forward. And 
and three years is as much as any human's patience can can stretch. Any sports fan's patience can be stretched. I don't think anybody was going to come in next year if they had you know, gone 12 and 70 next year and been like, oh, no, give him one more year. Like, he, he, even his supporters would have all jumped ship. But his supporters all said, next year is the year it moves forward. And the fact that he won't get the chance to move forward is, I, mean, I, I think, frustrating thought. to a lot of people who invested in what this whole process was. They invested three years. And I think, Mike, I mean, you know, you're a prime example. You're a freaking season ticket owner. Like, specifically you invested, you because bought of into this. Yeah. You bought into this. And so, and so to me, what ownership did was basically kick Mike you know, in the nuts and say, yeah, hey, thanks for three years. Don't worry, we're getting Harrison Barnes next year and we'll win 40 games. Like, that's what, that's what ownership did. And Is I Harrison think, Barnes a you know, free agent next year? He's yeah. a restricted free agent. Oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Harrison, I, I can't stand Harrison Barnes. He just stands in the corner and waits for someone to pass him the ball and throws up a right, you know, two-for-nine game every right, night. Right, but he's one of those guys that, like, the, the Sixers, you know, the, the Sixers – you know, as crazy as it is, as bad as this team was, the Sixers were run so much better than they were seven, eight years ago. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, like we, we've 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 had Billy King as a GM. Like we've seen absolute terror with no end game. It, we've it, seen we've seen terrible teams that it wasn't like oh at the end of this at least we'll turn it around. We've seen terrible teams that okay next year best case scenario we get the seventh seed again and lose in the first round. Hinky took us. Did you guys read the thirteen page letter by the way? Oh yeah, yeah. Can Good. I can I oh. say I was on I was I was on board with Hinky, and then I saw I read that and. That was it. That was the right move. You had to push that guy out. Right, I'll get, get out of here. I'll yeah. address that in a second. But yeah. uh, it was one of the. I'll address pages. it right now. You're wrong. Okay, Mike, go ahead. <laughs> I agree. Uh, <laughs> uh, guys, batshit crazy. I think Hickey took a subtle shot at that old method. Uh, you know, John Goodtimes was talking about where he Hickey, he used the line, if you remember, separate fans from their wallets. Rest assured, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but I think um, what he was talking about was. Separate fans from their wallets. That's trading for thirty-five-year-old one-need Chris Weber. Like, right. That separates fans from their wallets. Which he's, you know, he's saying that if you want to do that, fine, you can do that. What do you mean? But, Who, who's going to pay money because they bring in like a a Chris Weber type player? Because it was it was oh we're making the one last push yeah. with AI. That was the Chris Weber move. It was oh we're bringing in one more star. It was a name. Yeah, it was a name. Yeah, but I don't think that works now. It does more than saying, you know, we're going to see what uh, yeah, okay, Robert yeah. Covington develops into. Right, yeah. Who, by the way, is one of the best things of the Hinky legacy is Covington's going to be a really good player he's on a, a good team. And people think he's just a guy who just chucks threes. He's a hell of a defender. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm, again, like, this team was run the right way. It just wasn't given the time. It's three years. It, well, yeah, well, but it's the quite, NBA. Yeah. It's the NBA. It's not. It's not football. You can't turn it around in a season, and that's what people don't get. Like there is no parity, so you have to approach this from a completely different angle than you would another sport. And I feel like part of it is that we're in a football town, and I think if people approach that approach it with the football mentality, where every year the goal is the Super Bowl. Well, in in in, in basketball, that's not every year the goal. Some years the goal is. Okay, let's acquire assets. Well, to the casual, to, to the diehards, like, that makes sense. But to the casual fan, are you kidding me? They're going to win 12 freaking games? We look stupid. It's like, well, 
No, that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What, what do you want? What do you want? Another 35-win year? We had those. We had Andre Iguodala as our star, and we went 35. We got bounced in the first round every year. Like, it's not fun. It, there's nothing entertaining about it. They, yeah, they'd go lose to Dwight Howard and the Magic in five games. Can we, can we get back to this um, manifesto? Yeah. Sure. All right. So what do you guys like about it? How well I thought I, out it was. Well, first off, I got an education out of it. I, half those names I'd never heard of, so I learned about. You learned about a bunch of billionaires. Not just billionaires. Some of them were like just random philosophers and, Who? and such. Uh, Very. Geez, I, they I, were I, scarce, not, dude. The he was rattling off a list of billionaire and investor dudes. Well, the, the Amazon point was correct. Uh, like, it, look at the words. Like, they did not win the NBA title last year because they they were playing right at the right time. They won the NBA title because of moves they made four or five years ago. Um, right. Sure. So, you know, I guess, what did you disagree with? I find it, well, first of all, I find a guy who's completely an egomaniac, narcissist. If you're going to resign, you just resign. No. Nobody wants to read 13 fucking pages of anybody. It, it, Secondly. That, that was written to the owners, not to the fans. That was written to the owners, not, not to the fans. fans. Yeah, but, all right. So old, old I don't man. care if you, whoever quits a job is like, I'm going to write 13 page letter to these people and let them know why I'm resigning. You're fucking out of your mind. He didn't know that old man Jerry was going to leak it. Right. It doesn't matter if it's leaked or not. Who on the board wants to? Who, what do the owners want to read a 13-page letter for? I do because he's, he, changed, he changed the entire process by which you try to make a team better. And he... Yes. He, Agreed. He wanted... And, and he... Part of... And I think he addressed this in the letter, which is that part of it was undertaking... Accepting that he couldn't, he couldn't explain it because he didn't want other people to follow it if it became successful. He didn't want the part of the reason he wasn't out in the public saying, "Oh, here's what we're going to do next," is because he didn't want other people to say, "Oh, that's what kind of the smartest like what? guy in the room." They're doing. just going to suck. I mean, how? What was the big secret to his plan? No, he unloaded this team. There's, I mean, has there ever been a team in NBA history with this much money at their disposal ever? I mean, they unloaded, be, no, they unloaded. Somebody's every, got somebody's got comparable cap money going into next year, don't they? The Lakers. No. But well, that, that's a unique situation like, because Kobe's coming off it. Kobe's know. the highest paid player in right. the NBA, so you're right. getting that's relief. Right. So that's a different situation. Yeah, I mean, so. I mean, he's, yeah, his was, vision was this. The greatness of Hinky was, yeah, we tank. We suck as bad as we can to but get we, But we strip the cupboard bare. We strip the cupboard yeah, bare. And, exactly. and, we, and, we don't, and we don't we don't take on what you guys were talking about earlier. We don't take on the Carlos Boozers of the world right. just because we're trying to be in right. the old boys I mean, club. That's a brave is, move. It's a very brave move. Yes. And that's that's what, like, like I, I, you that's know. That's the beauty of Hinky. I mean, his courage to do that. Exactly. Yes. And, that, and that's what should have been allowed to either pay off or fail. Okay, that's my problem. Is that is that this guy? But I think made, it's paid he, off. He, to who? To us now. This is, I think he got them to a point. Uh, listen, after reading that, that no, no, it's, it's like, he's it's not like, going to get you to the next level. It's like firing Brett Why? Brown right now. It's like firing. How do we know that? We don't know. We don't no, know I wouldn't fire Brett Brown because he's just done. But like, Hickey, but like, at this but like, point, he's the not the guy. Who, they were part of the same thing. They were they were a two headed monster. So it's the same as firing Brett Brown right now. It's the same as saying, "Okay, thanks for your service." Now, now here's a kick in the ass. In, the, in Hinky's grand umbrella, Brett. Brown. I mean, Brett Brown came from. He's got a pedigree. He came from an organization that won championships. But, Hinky doesn't have that kind of pedigree. But the thing with Brown, though, his his calling card was player development. Like, look, look, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Look at the superstar he's developed into right. with the first few years. He, you know, of his careers with Brown. Of the Hinky umbrella, Brown was the uh, the wing of player progression and player development, and 
like it, it was like you said, it was two headed monster. Like everything had like it was just Hinky built this grand, you know, the practice facility. He built this grand plan with everything and all the elements, and it just needed time. To, it was you know he's planting a seed. It just needed time to grow. Yeah, yeah, and you know my <laughs> my comparison that uh, that Greg you, you'll love. You ready for this? Yeah, Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla. The guy was a mad scientist, and there were the people that were in charge. But he didn't care about like socially being adept. He didn't. He didn't care about like, oh, I'm going to go like out for steak dinner with J.P. Morgan. Like he was like, no, just give me the money and let me do this thing and stay out of my way. Why wasn't that in the letter? <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, it wasn't. But you know, it was the Moa bird. Which was right. which, the flightless which, bird of Australia. You know, if the dude would have spent a little less time memorizing pointless facts and quotes from people, oh, it all and tied putting together it into action. Come on, Greg, you're smart, dude. Here's a real. Yeah, tied together. It was a. It was such a well worded, you, you know well written. Here's letter. what bugged me the most of it. He mentioned, um, what was her name? Margaret, the executive assistant. Is that her name? By the way, by, uh, I think by, you're right. Yeah. Now, she's never seen so many Amazon books be ordered. Like, this guy is just sitting around ordering books about how successful people became successful instead of just being successful and doing it. What, you can't what, how, just, just randomly guess how to be successful. He's right, studying. Yeah. He's studying yeah, how, did Jeff, how did Jeff Bezos do it? Oh, yeah, no, no. He probably studied yeah. past trends. No, 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 no. You know what Greg wants? Greg wants a guy like Ruben Amara who's just going to play it. <laughs> no. You know, he's just going to go I, off I the cuff. Yeah. you got to go off the cuff to be great. That's how you get great. No. Tell me how smart he's going to And then lie to you. Like, yeah. Jeff Bezos, we don't do analytics. Jeff like, Bezos. Well, we were doing analytics all along. Jeff we, Bezos we solved the problem. It was a trick. It was a trick. front, yeah. It was the... <laughs> the dude spent too much time reading books about like nonsense. Get like, that's great. Here. Great. Get I could qu- I could quote Warren Buffett. You know how Warren Buffett made money? He just found undervalued stocks and he invested in it. That's he what Hinky read... did. Robert that's Covington. Fine. Right. So right. just the Hinky needed to understand. He he his beauty was tearing it down. That's the process. That was his genius. He doesn't need to read all the other bullshit about how all these people theorize about why they're successful. He he did. That's the beauty of Hinky. He tore the shit the fuck down. What if he's just right? Uh, what if he's and just, now instead of reading books about investors, like I wrote a blog piece, he should have read books like Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. He should have read books about socializing and networking and building relationships with people. What if he's just a normal human being who he's not normal? No okay. normal person runs a thirteen page no, manifesto. All right, all right, let me just. <laughs> what if he's just a human that. In addition to having a job, he has hobbies where he likes to learn about certain subjects. I'm going and that's, to ob- those are the subjects he chooses to learn about. I'm going to object that it's not even substantiated that he's human. Okay. Like he's like a cyborg or something at this point. I think. All right, I got a good. Story I mean, it's not you. like he's social. Like he has a wife and kids and family. Does like- he? Have you seen them? <laughs> Philadelphia. Yo, yo, I got all right. I got an interesting story. Uh, so I was working at the store. Uh, oh, one. Uh, yeah, let's Shy Vintage John, Sports. Johnny Good Times owns a yeah. great uh, team apparel store, and they also have good uh, T-shirts related to Philadelphia and old school vintage stuff. Shy Sports on 13th Street between Locust, no, between Walnut, Walnut and Sansom. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, so I'm right at down the, the street from Elvez. So I'm uh, I'm at the store one day. A couple folks walk in. Um, it's about a year or so ago. A couple folks walk in. It's like a really like immaculately dressed African American, and this other guy who's you know just sort of like normal looking dude they're kind of wandering in they're walking around looking at shirts asking questions and uh and the black guy's like uh like what do you think about uh, what the sixers are doing and i'm like i think you know i I like it i was like i think it's um uh, you know i think it's what they have to do i think they have to 
tear, tear this thing down and build it back up. And he's like, yeah, but don't you think that GM has, like, some pretty wacky ideas? And I'm like, yeah, but, like, you have to. Like, you can't. I was like, that's the way the NBA is set up. You can't just, you know, you can't just, you can't just try to just keep get waiting, hoping the free agent picks your city. So, so anyway, so they, they buy a couple shirts and uh, walk up. Guy pays for the shirts, run his credit card. Sam Hinkie. No Sam way. Sam Hinkie and an assistant of his, apparently, yeah. You didn't recognize him? I didn't recognize him. Wow. What? Yeah. yeah. Well, this was like. Wow. Well, I mean, he's very, like. Nondescript. It's not like he's like particularly. How do you not recognize Sam Hinkie? No, this was. This was. Does he have a hat and glasses on? No, nah, I mean, <laughs> but like he yeah, was. Well, what was he in like was, jorts and like seen, sandals? Like like a t-shirt? I've never <laughs> seen him like not in a suit. No, I think he was just like no, he was just like regular. No, he was in a suit. Like I should have recognized. Yeah, him. you should have. But like, I mean, people passing by every day. Like you know, I'm just like gonna say hi and say look at this stuff, and then like, and like I wasn't really. What like, did he buy? He bought like a Spaz shirt, South Philly Hebrew Association yeah. basketball, and uh, I can't remember what the other shirt was. But um, no but, Sixers but, gear. But, but it was funny because his assistant had tried to make me trash talk Hinky, right? And like I didn't do it, and and probably like Hinky was probably pretty glad that like okay this random fan is on my side here. Because I didn't know it was him. I had no, I had no clue. They're like grilling me, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, I run the card. It's just Sam Hinky. I'm like, oh. Wow. The most interesting thing of that story is you did not recognize Sam Hinky. Well, I, he's like, he looks like a. I mean, we have business people come in the store every day. He looks just like a business. Like they oh, both man. did. They if, just look uh, like the business people we get in every day around lunch. I wonder if you said uh, Sam Hinky's a, a dumbass. He doesn't know what he's doing. I don't like this plan at all. Would rolled he would, down. He, he would have rolled the Mitchell on this. Well, no, or would he just pay with cash? <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> Not sure. Philadelphia. Yo, yo, where you at? So we got this manifesto, right? Where did you see the um, Abe Lincoln quote about um, he'll, he'll take like years to sharpen it's, his axe? Yeah, yeah. If you give me six hours to chop down a tree, I'd probably spend the first four sharpening the axe. No. Right, exactly. And and I think that was a great. I think it was a great quote. For exactly, apparently it was a little bit off. But you know what the problem concept. is with that? No, it it's not a Lincoln quote. So someone as smart and thorough and well researched as Sam Hinkie, it took me about thirty-seven seconds to pretty much snopes that quote wait a minute, wait a minute, and wait find wait out it's not hold an up, Abraham hold Lincoln hold up, hold quote. Up, hold up. Five minutes ago, maybe he was complaining about Hinkie reads too much. Now he shows signs where maybe he didn't quite read as much as he should. And oh, he's just talking out of his ass. He's just talking out of his ass. He's quoting Abe Lincoln. Took, it took me 37 seconds. It's not a Lincoln quote. Nowhere ever, ever, ever is it associated that you, you said you should that. should use that quote at Quizzo and see how many people actually know who right. has that it's, quote. Yeah, no, it's I don't a, think it's that common knowledge. It's irrelevant whether or not it was Abe Lincoln. Like, uh, like Greg is parsing the sentence for the least important part. Hey, buddy! Hey, Johnny Goodtimes Jr. just showed up. And Mrs. Goodtimes. <laughs> Can he say hinky? Can you say hinky? Say hinky. That's pretty close. He's pretty close. What's that? What's that? So, so suddenly my family just shows. Nice. Awesome. What's up, bud? We should get my wife on to talk about the. uh, We should ask her about Sam Hinky. Sam Hinky? Yeah. Yeah. She'll say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, There's Hank. Hank might be doing my um. He might be installing an HVAC system in my house. <laughs> it's 
It's an all-star cast at O'Neill's this afternoon. <laughs> time. When do we get when do we get Muhammad over here? Oh, yeah, well, we need to ask him a question. We need to we need to we need to get Muhammad over here to talk about uh, talk about the ladies. Yeah. Uh, are we going to transition now? To, yeah, we got to move it because uh, you got to roll. Mike's got to get to a game. Yeah, he doesn't uh, want to miss any of that Sixers action. No, no, no. God, God forbid he miss opening tip. Yeah. I mean, it's going right. to be. Phillies play today. Uh, I, I um, I made a very confident bet of over sixty-three and a half games, and I am trying to get a little nervous. Not feeling too good about it right now. This could go down as one of the worst bullpens in the history of Major League Baseball. It can't get any worse, though. <laughs> no, it can't get any worse. I mean, mathematically, perhaps Four, not. 14 um, 5 year, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, mathematically, it can't get worse, but. And it's a shame. It, and Hellickson pitched a hell I, I of a think, game. I, I Nola pitched a yeah. good game. I think it's going to be a situation where we're going to probably see 10 to 12 guys in that setup closer role over the course of the season. I think I think yeah. these guys are just the first two, and then it's just going to be a rotate. It's going to be what the starters were last year. Well, Remember somebody, last year we had like what do we have eight guys with an ERA over five? I mean, at least this year the important part of the pitching staff, the starters, are much better than they were last year, and they have upside. I wonder right. uh, what you were mentioning with the stars. Uh, Aaron Nolan and Cole Hamels were teammates for like nine games last year. I wonder if. Uh, Hamill's like on his way out. I was like, by the way, don't expect many wins because <laughs> he's used to, uh, for different reasons run support. Right. But you know, the, you know, he's not going to win many games when he throws seven uh, strong innings. Yeah, I, I think that. And it's not even just a closer role. There's nobody in the bullpen throwing the ball well. But see, but see here's Jim here, Gomez. Hey, hey, but here's the <laughs> weird thing, and, he, and here's why baseball in general, to me, Major League Baseball is superior to basketball, uh-huh. is that nobody's mad at the Phillies for not trying to win this year. Well, like, uh, Buster on, on ESPN is on this giant campaign on his high horse about how the Phillies are tanking and how it's awful for baseball. But it's just it, it's just because of basketball culture. It's it's become vocabulary. And, not just basketball culture. Sports culture has become a popular term. Whereas, I got news for you, Buster. People have been rebuilding for years in all across sports. And, and, and here's the thing. Uh, here's a point I, I want to make, too, that I think is uh, – Ties in with you know you know I don't want to, we don't want to talk Sixers forever but ties into what Sixers did. Look at what the Cubs did when Theo Epstein came in. They did the exact same thing that the Sixers just did. Theo, Theo Epstein got rid of every veteran contract. He dumped every single contract on the team. That team played with only young guys. They had zero chance of winning anything, but somehow they were allowed to get away with it. And the Sixers are, are, you know, apparently the worst thing that's ever happened to well, sports. I, it's just because it's three years and going. It's three years and running well, so with the, the Sixers. Cubs. The Cubs, the Cubs was, are terrible. Well, the Cubs are like 100 years. He was hired after – well, maybe that's the uh, – there's that – I think in the article, uh, the ESPN article, Mark Stein, he said the Sixers are once a proud franchise. They had – first, they won one title in the last – yeah, but they're still. Years, years. They, yeah. I don't know if they still are, but they were like the third winningest franchise in NBA history, though. I mean, until when? I mean, he, up the, until like two years ago. All right, but whereas the Cubs, they they had the excuse of, "Well, we're just lovable losers." Right. Yeah. There's. I mean, you but, can't really tank but, in baseball. But, but no, it takes years for someone to get go through the system and get up into the majors. It's, no, it's, but that's many, exactly what they did. That's exactly what Epstein did. That's why he's hailed as a genius in baseball. Now, granted, he won a title, so he gets he's allowed. That that terminology applied to his name, but at the same time, like that's what he did. He he tore a team down completely, 
got rid of all contracts, brought in all young guys, looked for people with upside, and then what do they do? They rebuilt. What do they do? They bring in John Lester. They say, okay, now, now we're now we're ready to get serious. Here's here's the money for John Lester. And John Lester's agent didn't hold it against them. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier about the old boys club. I don't think it exists quite the same way in baseball that it exists. No, baseball players are willing to get paid and, and, and be on a good right, team. And part of it's because you don't have this, the idiotic salary cap. The NBA, the NBA salary cap is a disaster. And, and, it, and it completely... Basketball is just so different. I mean, you have five guys on the court. You need one of the five has to be a superstar. And your, your roster right. is basically nine but if guys. You're in the East, yeah. But if you're in the East, okay... You're either either you have LeBron on your team or you don't. Like right. like so why does it matter if the Sixers stink right now? It's completely irrelevant. The other 14 teams in the East are just as irrelevant as the Sixers. They just win a few more games in the regular season. Whoopty freaking do. Here's your cookie. Because you have how many games are the Sixers on the road? You have empty arenas. Well, sure. I mean, I, I mean, that, it's a business. That's the real. Ag- the real anger is nobody that, is wants that, a no draw when the Sixers correct. come to but, town for four years now. Right. Well, ultimately, it's it's. It's socialism in a certain extent with a, with a wink-wink, whereas, oh, we're all going to pull in, so the Sixers still get NBA. Sixers couldn't survive as a business with the way they're run because, right. because as a business, you have to have people show up to buy your product. And watch and, the TV ratings and, have yeah, to be and, abysmal. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, and, and except for Mike and, like, 12 other guys, <laughs> yeah. like, there are, the, the, nobody is buying into the business, so like nobody's if it upgrading their packages except right. for Mike. <laughs> right, exactly. So, hey, I do with two other people. So, yeah. so you know, you're, you're not, you know, you just you can't survive that way, except for the fact that to some extent, sports leagues are socialist because everybody kind of pools their resources. Right. And I think the other owner, I think you're right, Greg. I think the other owners got upset, sure, because they're not getting out of the Sixers what they're putting into the league, right. I mean, I think that's fair on their part. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's one giant organization, and one team's not pulling their weight. I mean, the Lakers are four games. Are they four games better? Five games? Like five or six, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, still with Kobe and stuff, they're a draw. So people are going to come see him, especially on his last year. Just nobody's, that's why they're nobody's coming out to see they're, them. Because they're drawing money because they, they have an exiting vet, uh, ex, not vet, right, so exiting about, legend. Let me ask you this. So are we okay with I believe most I be, I believe the NBA is not the most legit organization. I think it's I think it's almost as legit as like the World Wrestling Association. Right. I think So it's are we there. okay if you had to bring Colangelo in, Jerry, and get rid of Hinky to get the number 1 pick? Uh, oh, whoa. Like if there's well, side deals, yeah. like, yo, this lottery like, might get Shaq, very favorable well, like for you. Like hold Shaq up, said up. the other day, Shaq was like, of course, everybody knows this fix. Right. Yeah. Well, hold up, though. The problem with everyone, like, the the, the reason Colangelo was forced, uh, you know, via silver on the on the Sixers was the uh, the income and the revenue uh, generated. Right. So doesn't it behoove the NBA for the Sixers to win the lottery? Because wouldn't that only lead to higher revenue and solve the problem? Like, fixing it for them to lose, that doesn't solve the problem. Well, I mean, you're at a point this year where it's either L.A. I mean, well, everyone I thinks the Lakers are going to get the number one pick. Right. Sure, they need I, a star in L.A. Or, Absolutely. Or, and they're going to get so, yeah. But if Colangelo coming here helps you get that. One of, like, well, you know that, what I'm no, saying? It doesn't matter if you get the one. You have to get one or two. But it, it doesn't solve the no, problem. you got to get the one. It doesn't no, solve the don't. problem. There, there's two guys. There's two guys. There's right. two guys. And either There's either, one guy who looks like a man, and there's another guy who... 
Looks like a 14-year-old he's a, kid. He's, he's yeah. got a nice yeah. jump shot. He's not super quick. I don't know if that speed will transition to the NBA, but, I mean, Simmons is legit. That's a different podcast. Right, right. Yeah. right. right we'll sure. go on forever. Yeah. Right. Right. But I think, I think wink, wink, Colangelo comes in. The other owners are happy. Sixers get the number one pick. This Why year. would the owners? That doesn't fix the bottom line. Like, how many people bought tickets just because Jerry Colangelo was hired? No, no. But the other owners are just trust him, right? But, but the problem was the nobody trusts Hinky. It was the bottom line, the money. It, it has nothing to do with, with you know Sam Hinky's face. It had right, the but, money. Okay, but they're going to get the number. But say the, they get the number one pick. You still have to get players to come here. You're going to have to get. You're going to have to get free agents to come here. They're not coming here with, with if, Hinky. If they see Ben Simmons play for two years, and that's a little. Uh, Preview of who I think. Now is we got. Now we got to wait two more years. <laughs> yeah, 